Hello, and welcome to ECNM On Air, a podcast series from ECNM Magazine that shares industry intelligence, insights, and opinions on all topics electrical. I'm your host, Ellen Parson, editor in chief of ECNM, and I'm here today with ECNM's 2023 Product of the Year winners. The Product of the Year competition was established in 2000 to honor excellence in new product development in the electrical industry. This prestigious awards program showcases the most innovative products of the past year. So here's just a little bit about how the competition works. Each year, all product entries are judged by a panel of electrical subject matter experts, including engineers, contractors, and plant facility personnel. So these judges are selected by the ECNM editorial staff from a pool of the magazine's readers. Then the results of the initial judging produced category winners in multiple product categories. This year, there were more than 30 category winners. And then finally, ACNM Magazine subscribers vote for their favorite category winner through an online voting form on the ACNM website, which determines the overall platinum, gold, which is the first runner-up, and silver, second runner-up, winners. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. First, we'll be talking to our platinum award winner, which is the overall top winner of the competition, uh, which goes to ABB for its Megaflex UL-UPS. And I've got John Gusev here with me today. He's the UL Global Product Manager with that product line. And I'm going to let him give you a little short introduction on himself as well as his role with this product line. And then we'll jump right into some of the questions. Great. Thank you. Uh, yes, my name is John Gusev. I am the Global Product Manager for ABB. Uh, I've been with ABB about six years. I've uh, been dealing with UPS systems for about 22 years um, within the industry between design, sales, and now I'm in uh, product management. And okay. yeah, so it's it's definitely in my DNA. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Okay. Well, to start out with, first of all, um, let me congratulate you all. This is a really, really big um, you know, honor. So how does it feel to be the overall product of the year platinum award winner? It's quite an accomplishment. Yeah. I mean, from the award standpoint and definitely feeling honored and on behalf of ABB accepting this award from ECNM and from all the subscribers that voted for us, it's, it's overwhelming and it's just a great honor. And, you know, this uh, data center market is just ever expanding um, and growing and and the acceptance that we've had with the Megaflex over the past year has just been, it's just been phenomenal, you know, shipping units both domestically, internationally, and, you know, sell, you know, shipping these out to data center providers, cloud co-locations and hyperscalers and being part of ABB, which invests heavily in, in innovation and engineering and new products, you know, sitting from a, you know, next engineer sitting in product management, it's, it's a great place to be. So let's talk about a little bit about the product development. Um, how long was the product in development? And maybe could you talk a, a little bit about what prompted its creation and then ultimately the launch? When was that? How did that roll out? Yeah, from concept to rolling out was about 18 months from concept of listening to the demands or the requirements from the, from the field, uh, from concept to be able to ship it out. Um, and it's, it was quite a challenge this for this development cycle, dealing with post COVID mm -hmm. and the challenges with material shortages, being able to get prototypes in order and right. the testing and the, and just the whole scheduling, uh, in this particular development cycle was, was definitely a challenge. And we listened to the demands and launched a product, you know, with the requirements of high power density, um, mm -hmm. with, with, as the markets changed. Yeah. So it's. Was this an upgrade of an existing product or line, or was it a completely new? It is a new, completely new platform. It's a power extension where 
Uh, previously, we ABB, we stopped at one megawatt or you know 1.0 megawatt. That was the biggest mm -hmm. block of power we built. And based on how data centers were building, we were starting to see more 1.2s, 1.5s uh, being built. And that's kind of what drove us to extend our, our, our power range to a bigger range. I mean, right. years ago, for example, if you needed to get to 1.5 or even 1.6, uh, customers would buy multiple 800 KVAs, put them in parallel, buy additional switch gear and paralleling boards and so this simplified it. You can just yeah. buy a 1.5, 1.6 as a single unit. You don't need parallel boards. Footprint's much smaller. So just just driving the, the the hunger and demand of the customers and data centers to be able to have larger blocks of power. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, so that's a little bit about the features. Anything else about maybe the key features of the product line that makes it unique and innovative? Yeah. I So we, we kind of talked about power density. So with this platform, we expanded the platform to go with 400 kilowatt power blocks, whereas previously we built into 50 kW. So we went a little larger. So higher density gave us more flexibility and for the customer to be able to grow to larger blocks of power in small footprint. And we also, from a feature standpoint, listened to facility managers, uh, field service, installation contractors, what were their pain points and serviceability. And we also did some innovation when it came to the actual assembly of the hardware, where we did more compartmentalized architecture where, you know, the inverters, the rectifiers and the boosters are sitting com more compartmentalized and more in a drawout drawer. So you actually can slide mm -hmm. the systems out, inspect them, um, okay. troubleshoot or change components. So, you know, from an innovation standpoint, it really helped with the mean time to repair or the MTTR really improved with this product versus previous generation. And we also looked at, okay, you know, you're, you want more power, but you don't want to give up space. So mm -hmm. we looked at from an innovation standpoint, can we make the, you know, a little taller, maybe a little deeper and let's bring the length or the width smaller. So those were the, you know, okay. things that we also took into fact into factor as we designed and deployed this system. So it's probably more you wanted to know, but <laughs> a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. So you already talked a little bit about the challenges even post COVID, material shortages, that type of thing. Were those the main challenges you dealt with, or were there anything else um, that was challenging as you were developing the product and how you overcame that? Yeah. So saying you want to build a a, a a more high power box is, you know, it's, it sounds simple. Yeah. Just throw some more power and make it mm -hmm. smaller. So the challenges that we had to overcome was, you know, we were starting to see the demands of the customers. Okay. They're wanting more power, but they're also deploying the UPSs differently. They're putting in, we started to see more containerized data centers where they're putting this electrical equipment inside of a container that has a smaller footprint and those challenges became, well, you have less airflow. You are going to start to see more heat. We start to see elevated temperatures in these containerized data centers. So it prompted our design team to, you know, look a little bit more deeper when they're putting the systems together. Uh, so we started to empl em employ more CFD modeling and simulations with the UPS where we really looked at how is the airflow 
moving through the UPS, whether it's the intake or the outtake. So we did a lot more um, simulations and understanding of how our unit can operate because ultimately the unit needs to safely operate within a specific boundary condition, you know, of specific amount of CFM airflow in the room, uh, temperatures while safely operating and also providing um, long-term life for the unit. You want the units to run for years and years without impacting life of fans and capacitors by running at elevated temperatures. So yeah, those are some of the, um, the things, the challenges and, and things we had to overcome um, with this type of a box going bigger is, is not, is, was, isn't, is the easy part right. <laughs> making it work, you know, in those smaller spaces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like it. Um, so you mentioned data centers. That's obviously the main mm -hmm. market that you're targeting here. Are there any other markets or what kind of applications are the, is this, you know, geared for? And sure. Most? Yeah. I mean, data center is, is the primary uh, target for this type of a product. Now with data centers, there's different types of data centers. So we're definitely targeting the co-location customers, the hyperscalers, the, the cloud providers as well. Um, and we're also targeting uh, system integrators and uh, containerized data center designers as well to kind of show what the value prop of high density, smaller footprint and the value we're bringing in with understanding, you know, how these units operate in elevated temperatures and airflow constraints. So, okay, yeah. Great. So data, data center and various, various aspects of data center. Yeah. Okay. Well, data center is obviously big right now. It has. Yeah, yeah. Years. So in our top 50, we just finished that survey of top 50 electrical contractors and data center was number one again. Uh, let's talk about some feedback since the products launch. Uh, what type of feedback have you received specifically electrical professionals um, using this in the field? Yeah. Um, so from feedback from the electrical side or contractors, um, the feedback or the positive feedback we received is when we designed the unit, we built it only with a single shipping split. So it arrives in two pieces okay. uh, versus, you know, legacy systems or others in the market. They may ship four or five different cabinets to get to a 1.5 meg. Okay. So the simplicity of having two cabinets arrive, um, we provide all of the interconnections between those two cabinets uh, very minimal connections. So those are all provided. Um, the other feedback that we've, positive feedback we've gotten from the installation contractors is that, you know, we could do both top and bottom entry or both mm -hmm. um, within the same footprint without having to add additional cabinetry, additional cost of additional uh, cabinets to do for the cabling. And oh, also from a benefit as well with the ABB Megaflexes, we do also offer when you're paralleling multiple 1.5s or multiple 1.6 megs um, in a room, we actually have as a standard parallel bypass inductors that allow up to 25% variation of cable lengths versus not having those um, inductors where some of the others in the, in the industry are limiting you to 10%. So it gives them more flexibility in the layout. It reduces the cable cost. Uh, it also timing, it's much faster and easier to install with more flexibility. And ultimately, when you're getting ready to commission the system, you're able to keep up with your scheduling and your demands, et cetera, for that type of a UPS. Wrapping this up, I want to keep it fairly short. And sure, sure. 
um, wanted to see, you know, is there anything else you wanted to add, let our listeners know about this product line or, you know, maybe what's one thing you want the listeners to remember about it? One thing, huh? <laughs> well, uh, I just wanted to say, you know, ABB listened and we under we basically understood what the market demands and challenges were. Mm-hmm. And we just feel, you know, we, we've listened and we were able to provide a superior product, you know, whether it's high density, small footprint or ease of ease of installation. It's not one thing, but just a combination of different okay. things and just right. felt like we've, we really did our homework and tried to do as much voice of customer and facility managers to do it right. So absolutely. Yeah. And obviously that paid off because all of sure. the, the listeners and the, the subscribers, you know, verified that. So congratulations. Yes. So next we'll be talking to our gold award winner, which goes to the National Fire Protection Association for its NFPA link software. And I've got Kyle Spencer here with me today. Um, I'm gonna let him introduce himself and his role with this product line, and then we'll jump into some questions. Hey everyone, my name is Kyle Spencer. I work for the National Fire Protection Association. Uh, I'm currently director of our subscription services at NFPA. I've been there for a little over five years, and I was part of the project team from the ground up that built NFPA Link. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. Um, So first of all, congratulations on being named our Gold Product of the Year Award winner for 2023. How does it feel uh, to be chosen as one of these top three products by our readers, um, you know, from this big of a pool? It's It's a really big accomplishment. Yeah, I mean, it feels great. Um, you know, we're extremely <laughs> grateful to everyone that went out and voted for us. Um, you know, being somebody that kind of came into Link from when it was just an idea, it really does kind of validate all the hard work we put into creating a great product. So really, thank you to all the readers for voting for us. Yes, absolutely. And and just to clarify, the, the readers that vote, um, manufacturers are not allowed to vote in that. So these are all strictly ECNM legitimate readers. So it's not biased in that way. So um, anyway, can we start with, you know, maybe what prompted the development of this product? It's a unique product. Um, and then uh, we can go into, you know, what, who the end users are you're targeting, what markets uh, they're working in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, at NFPA, we kind of always knew we could create something better than just a static view of a publication. And really, that's what we had offered for a digital standpoint for a long time. Um, so we set out to really develop Link to create something really interactive um, that could provide our users with more features, stay up to date, um, have all those great capabilities, along with a ton of enhanced content. So we really just wanted to help our users get to information faster and then have all the enhanced content to help comprehend those meanings behind the codes and standards. Okay. How long in the making was that? Is it something you all have been thinking about for quite some time or you know, saw that need and then it maybe took a while to develop that? Yeah, it's been it's been a process. So uh, back in 2018, the idea kind of surfaced. And then from about 2019 on, we've been developing Link. Um, we launched NFPA Link in 2020. And mm-hmm. since then, we've been continuously improving the product. So we work in an agile development method. So every two weeks, we're coming out with new features and content. And we really rely on our feedback of our users to, to help us develop the next best thing. Okay, great. Is that by, is it a subscription basis or is it a license basis? Like a company buys it and they get so many users or how does that work? Yeah, it is a subscription service. So you you pay yearly for access to our codes and standards and to the application itself. Um, We do offer varying tiers. So companies can buy a number of licenses for their organization. And that also comes with unique features around collaboration, reporting, account support, all those great things. Okay, cool. So 
I, I assume it's something they can use on their phones, on the computer, anywhere they are on the job, they can look things up. Is that how that works? Could you talk about kind of the key features of, of the software and what makes it unique? Yeah, so it is uh, it is a web application. Um, so you do access it through a browser, but we use a, a technology called progressive web application. And what that allows you to do is install it as an app. Um, so you can install it as an app via your browser. You can It'll be mobile responsive. You can have it as an app on your phone as well. Um, so that really gave the flexibility to make sure that people out in the field could use it. Um, it does have offline capabilities. So if you do run into instances where you don't have data or internet, you will have access to our codes as well. As far as like unique features, um, you know, the way we really incorporated the, the publications into NFPA Link, we'd use a data structure that really made it dynamic and interactive. Um, so that really allows for the ability to share segments of the code, the ability to take those segments and put them into unique custom collection folders so that you can kind of pick and choose what pieces really matter to you out of the code. Um, and for example, just a unique uh, feature is say you're an electrical contractor and your state has moved to the 2023 edition of the National Electrical Code. Um, mm -hmm. With NFPA Link, you're going to have the interactive features that when you go to that 2023 version, you're going to be able to click and interact with the change indicators. So you can pull up side by side what specifically changed, pull up the older edition and compare the two along with enhanced content to give you kind of the meaning behind the changes. And I know that's a big struggle when yeah. your state moves to the newest one. So um, that's a great interactive feature, very unique to NFPA Link. So is the target market, obviously the installers, the electricians, the contractors, but are they also, you know, engineers, like different types of users or are that is that the main group? Yeah, I would say, you know, anyone that needs to use NFPA codes and standards is certainly someone we're targeting with NFPA link. Um, it definitely is your contractors, your engineers, your inspectors, um, and that group alone, you know, needs that ability to collaborate and get through projects smoothly. Okay, and it's is it it's not just the NEC, it's all of the different codes and standards, or obviously NEC is probably the most popular one. Yeah, so and the NEC is certainly our most popular, and we did start with the NEC when we first launched NFPA Link. Um, today, there's over 1,500 publications in NFPA Link, and oh, that wow, includes okay. yeah, so that includes <laughs> access to the most current edition of every single code and standard that NFPA has, and then at least five prior editions. So if you look at the NEC. It's ranging from the 2008 edition to the 2023 edition currently. As far as adoption goes, what have you seen as far as when you rolled it out to now, uh, you know, maybe the increased popularity and then also tell us a little bit about the feedback you've received from electrical professionals in the field using it? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when we rolled out an FBA link, the first thing is just to generate awareness, make people mm -hmm. aware that this is a new product that we have, that this is something different than what we've been doing. And all of that does come with a little bit of behavioral change. Um, you're used to using some static form of a digital format. And now this is very much a web application that's very interactive. So, um, you know, it takes a little bit of time, but as people get in and use it and really understand all the value it does, they never want to go back to the they old won't way. They go back. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. um, and I mentioned earlier, you know, about the feedback piece of it, and that's really critical for us. So, you know, we want the good, bad, the ugly, um, all of that's going to help us develop a better product and, and iterate upon what we have today. And we've gotten a lot of great feedback out there. I know, I know a big one is really some of that collaboration aspect. You know, we've got teams where you've got somebody with all the knowledge in the world, and then you have somebody that's brand new. And right. Link is really going to help you kind of share and collaborate across that knowledge and make sure that you don't lose that when that person retires. That's a great point. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the only other thing I would add is, you know, if, if you are interested in learning more about Link, go to nfpa.org forward slash link. Uh, we do offer a free trial. It's two weeks okay. of free access to everything okay. that we have in there. Doesn't require a credit card or anything to log in and, and test that out for two weeks. Okay. So be sure to try it out. Okay, awesome. So it's a yearly subscription, I take it. And then if you want to continue it, just you can update it or as and as updates are rolled out, they would receive those. Yeah, that's correct. So we do offer yearly and actually monthly subscriptions to NFPA Link. So it's kind of based on what your billing preferences are as long, as far as that goes. Um, and then as soon as the newest editions of the code comes out, you get immediate access with an NFPA Link. So it's a continuous growing library from here on out. We'll be talking to our silver award winner, which goes to Milwaukee Tool for its M12 cable stapler. I've got Sean Kelly here with me today. And I'm going to let him give us a short introduction on himself and then his role with the product line. And then we'll jump into some questions. Well, thanks for having me on. Uh, my name is Sean Kelly. Uh, I'm the, a director of product management and product marketing at Milwaukee Tool uh, in our Power Tool business unit. I've had the pleasure of working on uh, nailing and stapling products for the past eight years. Um, and this is one of the uh, one of the products that uh, really excited about uh, that's uh, uh, something that we we really were excited to get to market and the feedback's been been really tremendous and happy to talk to everyone today. Okay, wonderful. Um, well, first off, congratulations on being named our Silver Product of the Year award winner. Um, so how does it feel to be chosen as one of the top three products by the ECNM readers with this big of a field of interest? It, it's tremendous. Um, you know, the, the electrical trades uh, is obviously a huge, huge focus for Milwaukee as a brand and really looking for ways to, to make those individuals' lives easier, make them more efficient, make them safer. So it's, it's really exciting uh, to be recognized by the folks in the industry for something that uh, I think more than anything, uh, being recognized highlights that it's made an impact, um, which is really what, we're, what we were going after with, with anything we launched, but certainly with the M12 cable stapler. Definitely, definitely. Um, so could you give our listeners just a little bit of background on this product line? Um, you know, what prompted its development? And then maybe uh, talk a little bit about how end users are using it and then what markets you're targeting. For sure. Um, so what prompted the development? Uh, it's, it's an interesting one. It's something that uh, uh, we'd seen the opportunity for. We'd been asked about uh, on the end user side of things for, for quite a while. As we worked through kind of understanding the, the technology we have available to us, uh, on the nailing side of, of power tools specifically, this was always something that we were looking at and looking to understand how we take our tech and deliver something that actually meets uh, what the clear user needs were. So really a lot, of, a lot of that came down to it needed to do the job well, right? Putting the staples in and properly seating uh, over various numbers of cables correctly with also without doing any damage. Uh, mm -hmm. But ultimately there's some other needs, right? It needs to be pretty small and compact and lightweight um, because the folks doing the work today, predominantly doing this by hand, are, are really efficient with, with what they do. So um, that's really, really where it came to be, where we recognized we think we can do this well and we can deliver a solution that uh, makes life easier, makes users more, more efficient with a powered solution. Uh, and then along with that, um, we don't make fasteners broadly today, um, but we were really building an understanding of uh, some of the fastener industry and, and recognizing that with this tool, uh, wasn't just the power tool that needed to be right, but more importantly, the fastener had to be right uh, for the electrical trades. So mm -hmm. um, that was over the last couple of years. It's something that was just a really big ask and, and something that we thought we could, we could drive some innovation with. Was this something, an existing tool that you upgraded or was this completely brand new? Completely brand new. 
So there have been different iterations from different manufacturers over the years, um, but it was completely brand new to us. Uh, so it was a full ground up design, both on the tool and the fasteners. Uh, and being able to marry those two together uh, to give the right solution was, uh, uh, was, was certainly an undertaking, but completely brand new to us. Okay, wonderful. Um, could you tell us a little bit about the, just the key features of the product, um, maybe that makes it unique for our electrical professionals? For sure. Um, first and foremost is uh, we recognize through, you know, what myself and my team do is, is a lot of boots on the ground with end users in the field uh, research. And we recognize that there's a really fine line between a properly seated staple and, and uh, fastened cable or cables uh, and something that completely didn't meet their needs. So one of the most unique features of this tool uh, is the mechanism kind of up at the front of the tool uh, that properly uh, kind of dials in the depth and recognizes uh, what cables meet that are the size of the cable. So you're getting a properly sunk staple that's nice and firm, but without damaging uh, the sheathing or the cables within whether it's a smaller uh, piece of NMB cable, a larger uh, size, double stack, single stack, some of your low voltage cables. It's probably the most important and most unique feature of the tool um, that it does that really on its own without asking the operator to adjust depth and uh, kind of take a, take a swag at, am I gonna overdrive and maybe damage the cable that I'm trying to install? So that, that's probably the most unique piece. Um, and then along with that, uh, the layout and the mechanism that we used, we really focused on making this from kind of tip of the tool to the back as mm -hmm. short as possible, knowing that, you know, there's standard stud, stud spacing. There's a lot of situations where users have to put staples in and, and fasten cable and, and really space confined areas. So mm -hmm. those are probably the two most uh, unique features of the tool. Uh, and then the last piece to add is, is the fasteners, uh, recognizing that we had to have the proper UL certifications um, for those fasteners as well. Right. Okay, great. Since the products launch, um, you know, what type of feedback have you received? The feedback has been tremendous. Um, it, it's honestly been uh, in, in that category of, of nailers. It's been one of our, our best reviewed and, and the feedback's been tremendous. Um, if anything, I think what it's done is opened up our eyes to more possibilities to further look at maybe other fasteners, other cable that we can potentially look for a solution for in the future, uh, which was great, right? The feedback's been hey, this helps me uh, be more efficient, uh, really speeds up, particularly uh, like new construction rough-in, whether it's single family or uh, multi-unit or mixed-use buildings, uh, which is really what we were hoping to be able to deliver to the industry. And then, like I said, by way of that, there's been uh, some more opportunities identified for, for potentially some innovation in the future. That's awesome. And obviously it makes sense because, you know, it's interest interesting to see which uh, products win these this, this competition because sometimes they're very simple other times they're very complicated so obviously this is meeting some kind of need like you said with the limited space and obviously the electrical professionals are you know selecting this as one of their top three products which seems like a simple tool but there's a lot more to it than that yeah and, and to add honestly the, there's really been two big camps of feedback which has been uh, really great to hear uh, there's a, a camp of folks that said hey I've been asking for this forever finally mm -hmm. you guys launched it and then I'd say even more exciting to, to me personally is the group that was skeptical of a battery operated solution, mm -hmm. uh, really helping them be faster and more efficient versus, you know, the way they've been doing it for, for years right. and they're really efficient with it. Mm -hmm. uh, and to, to win over some hearts and minds there has been really great to hear to say, I was skeptical. This has actually been a, a nice addition to, uh, to my day to day. Okay, great. That's awesome. Thank you so much. One, one great thing uh, or one thing that I think would be important to add 
that we worked through and it, it actually delayed the Canadian launch because we wanted to make sure we got it right was um, on the consumables and the staples themselves. Mm-hmm. We knew we had to have the right uh, UL certifications for the United States to be approved. Uh-huh. Um, but in Canada, we also had to work through um, a little bit different process to also have the proper CSA certifications, mm-hmm. which was really uh, a really, really critical piece for us to be able um, to get the product into Canada and okay. ensure that uh, Canadian users didn't have any issues when they were trying to get sign off on their on their work. But that was another piece um, that uh, that took a few extra months after the U.S. launch to get that get that put together. But uh, an important piece to note, because I know it's a question we we still get occasionally, is are these CSA okay. certified? If I'm a Canadian mm-hmm. end user, uh, and they are, which is uh, which is something that was was important to us um, and uh, and unique to the product. Well, it looks like we're about out of time for today. Thank you so much to all of our guests representing the manufacturers of these innovative new products. I'd also like to thank Managing Editor Ellie Coggins and Associate Editor Michael Morris for editing and putting these podcasts together, making this valuable information available to all of our readers and listeners. For more information, visit our website, ecmweb.com. This podcast is produced by ECNM Magazine, part of the portfolio of Endeavor Business Media Publications. Well, I think that's it for now. I'm Ellen Parson, signing off of ECNM On Air. Please let me know if you have any podcast topics you'd like to listen to in the future. Thank you and have a great day.